0: You are listening to Houndstooth Heroes, the Champions of Life Edition. My name is Greg Dawkins. I am joined, as always, by my friend uh, Ellis Metz. And if you are new to the program, you can find us on the website at houndstoothheroes.com, on Facebook, or on Twitter at H2Heroes.
1: That is correct. Gregory, good evening. Uh, Before we get going, a special thank you to friend of the program and longtime sponsor Bill Howard and all the other good folks at Wild Bill's Wing Sauce. Uh, You may have heard once before, shout out to listener Fred, uh, in addition to their classic wing sauce, you can now find a sweet and spicy sauce as well as the Carolina Ghost Pepper Sauce, uh, which I am currently on the run and hiding from. All those and much more at wildbillsauce.com and anywhere BamaWise products are sold.
0: That is correct, and also a big thanks, as always, to Druid City Brewing in Tuscaloosa for keeping us in the tastiest of suds. Stop by and see Bo, Elliot, and the gang whenever you're in Tuscaloosa. Even if it's not game day, there's always something to do. Sometimes it's trivia, where you can win Bo bucks that you can spend on delicious cold beers. Sometimes you get stuck on emo night with Tyler, but that can be fun too. But remember, whether you when you find yourself in the fall in Tuscaloosa, you can always park at the brewery and walk to the stadium. Just tell the Boy Scouts you are parking at the brewery, and Druid City kicks back a buck to the Scouts for every pint you buy. It's a quick walk to BDS, and it's the best deal in town. Speaking of co-libations, my friend, what are you drinking?
1: Well, tonight I popped open a special one because I went back and forth on you know, what is the right uh, personal tradition to follow here, knowing that I needed some sort of rival-sponsored beverage, and then it occurred to me where better to look for an Auburn drink than West Georgia. So here I am with oh, my far- Sweetwater 420 uh, uh, straight out of the home of the West Georgia Water Boys. How about that sounds fan-
0: uh, That sounds fast, fantastic. As you know, I enjoy drinking the Tears of the Fallen, so I have searched far and wide over in typical Guatemala, and I have finally found some Jack Daniels Tennessee whiskey, and I'm enjoying enjoying that, well, I want to say branch water, but it's not, because if you drank branch water here in Guatemala, you would die. (laughs) Instead, I'm drinking it with filtered water, uh, but it is mighty delicious, these tears of the fallen.
1: I hear you, and and speaking of Tennessee favorites, uh, we've got a little (laughs) special guest on the show tonight. Uh, This is a special moment for us, you know, it's It's Thanksgiving week, and and your boy here has driven home to his old haunts in East Tennessee, and that means we are coming to you live with the one, the only, Listener Fred himself.
2: Hi, guys. How's it going? There's Fred. There's Fred. And I I would be
0: remiss if I did not say, uh, I would not, uh, I should... Absolutely miss. Wish we wish the Tennessee whiskey is catching up, kids. Wish you both the happiest of
1: Thanksgivings, and to all the heroes listening, happy Thanksgiving to you guys oh. as well. And to you, Greg. That was nice. I don't know what kind of birds they eat down in Guatemala, but well, we, you
0: know, well, okay, by the way, Thanksgiving is an American tradition.
1: Yes. So uh, it will be,
0: it's not really a thing here. So I'll be spending it. Uh, into my immigration office
2: in Guatemala City because, you know, that's what you do on Thanksgiving in Walmart. Naturally, naturally. Uh, listener exactly. Fred, do you have a beverage tonight? Drinking some fine Kentucky whiskey from uh, the Basil Hayden distillery there. Ooh. Really like that. Uh-oh. A little on the rocks there. <laughs> You're fancy. Oh, well, yeah, it's a that's...
1: fancy time of the year, you know. Gosh, I already take a really up a notch. <laughs> Uh exactly. and, and before we get there as we speak of places that are and are not fancy, I feel like we owe a sincere apology to a well, listener Fred who is here and also listener Lee uh for not recording the podcast last week. I know those what two things you're talking about. Is there a frog in your pocket? I didn't do anything. Well okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, not we. Uh I <laughs> was stranded in the first named winter storm of the uh of the year. Winter storm Argos stranded your boy in Wyoming, but the kindness of strangers <laughs> took me six hours across <laughs> a couple of states uh, through the ice and wind and snow until I eventually made it home. Almost Wait, died. hold on, back up.
0: We're naming winter storms now? Yeah, that's did you little... know that?
1: No, that? I did not know that. I'm I'm completely against it. Argos, though. Kind of cool. Argos. Well, kind of cool. cool. Yeah, but I mean, unless you're it. in Argos, that one sucks. Yeah, so... Uh, God stepped in and was like, guys, the podcast, I need a break. Mm-hmm. But anywho, <laughs> speaking of needing a break, you're tied. Let's see what I did Sorry. there? Thought they were going to get a break uh and ended up having their hands full with the Chattanooga Mucks and and came out of last week victorious 31 to 3. Gregory, your storylines from the game?
0: Okay, the first thing that happens. All right. Here's my problem with the Chattanooga mocks. The, I mean, th- this was a trick from the start. Uh, the first thing that happens when you open the Chattanooga website is this giant bird is looking at you. It's not a moccasin, it's not any kind of snake at all. So, like I said, it's a trick. And as it turns out, we were tricked. The game was horrible in every way. This was supposed to be a cakewalk. This was not a cakewalk. Take Sabin talked all week about complacency, but apparently
1: nobody listened. The team was completely lifeless. Yeah, it was it was rough to watch. Do you know the story on the bird by the way?
0: No, you I haven't. Let I me mean,
1: first off congratulate you cuz your research on Right. Point. Yeah, but I'm not some bumpkin from Tennessee. Tell me about <laughs> it. Checked out the Chattanooga website. Uh they were formerly the moccasins, so you are right to expect either an right. old uh handmade leather shoe <laughs> or, <laughs> or or Sorry. a snake uh but I think the uh the native folk complained and uh, about a, about got, the, a snake? got the name changed from the moccasins to the mockingbirds. Significantly less intimidating.
0: Okay, so that – because, see, I fully in- look. I was anticipating, like, pulling up the UTC website right. and there'd be some snake, like, 3D snake coming, like, jumping at me, like, coming straight at my face because that's what I would do if I was a moccasin. No, but obviously. But the, the Native Americans complained thinking it was a shoe and not a snake. So now they're a bird.
1: I think that's right. I do remember as a kid, at one point I saw them play a basketball game, and there were some things that even at the time, I realized were probably racially insensitive. Like, even like
0: five years old, you're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's yeah.
1: Cool. <laughs> They don't really dance like that. Okay, some yeah, I get it. Okay. So, anywho, back to So here we are, the they're game. birds now. All right. Yes, yeah. Um, but like you said, Sabin harped all week on complacency, and I thought... It was really interesting in his post-game press conference uh, when they asked him what he said at halftime because he had that heated exchange with the reporter. Yes. Uh, and he said, obviously, you know, I can't say those things up on stage, but I'll give you sort of the gist of what I said, and it was, do you believe me now? Uh, right. So he obviously thought the team came out not expecting uh, a real matchup and, and ended up, like I said, with their hands full. But i got to say my storyline, my number one was just the offense. Uh, Really concerning, and I I just find it hard to sleep at night because there's nothing that makes me feel uh, much better. Obviously, we have Jalen Hurts, and he's a guy that we can and have relied on basically consistently as our default offensive weapon. Uh, But, you know, you would have thought against a team like Chattanooga and maybe one or two uh, more this season, we would have come out with a game plan that we could have consistently stuck with and used and kind of shown some improvement. I think Lane the past two weeks especially has tried to pass the ball, uh, get get Jalen running out of the pocket to make some throws on the run, and it's just not working. Uh, so that, on top of just sloppy play in general, and then the running back game uh, never got going either, left me with many concerns headed into the Iron Bowl about our offense.
0: I hear you. Uh, the defense, again, however, was good.
1: Uh, not their best game by any means, yeah. uh, but no touchdowns were
0: scored. Uh, however, they were the very first team to score, which is always – and it, that always happens in these games. you noticed that?
1: Yes. When we play
0: one of these really crappy teams, they always score first. I don't, it, doesn't, it doesn't ever have a bearing on the outcome, but nevertheless, they always score first, and I don't, I don't know why that is. But having said that, Chattanooga, they were sort of, you know, obviously they were outmatched with regard to their, their offense, their offense and our defense. But their game plan was A plus. They uh-huh. were relying on the short slants, the quick outs, and that kept their quarterback from ever getting sacked. Uh, and so I think that's, I mean, that's the game plan for how you want to move the ball against us. Yeah. Uh, because in in the in the end, in the first half. They had more yards than anybody – I don't think it's more than anybody, but more than most of the Power 5 teams we've played. I mean, I know I know they had more yards in the first half than LSU did. Uh, I, I don't have the list in front of me, but they had, a, a, let's say, 130, 140 yards in the first half, which against this defense is pretty substantial.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, that was the blueprint for how to – if not beat uh at least have some success against the Alabama defense. Right. Uh, didn't didn't love it, but uh, like you kind of pointed out all credit to them because it's a great plan, their athletes recovered, are executed. Uh they had one guy who was sort of dancing a lot and then he fumbled that punt which made me yeah. lulz a bit. As a dancer as a dancer does. Yeah, there was lulzing. Uh mm-hmm. things that I was not lulzing about back to our uh storylines. Right. Our boy Stardarius. Yeah, what about that? Uh, Suited up, right? He had on his pads, but never made it onto the field, didn't play the whole day. Uh, Just looked sort of angry and uncomfortable on the sideline. Uh, You know, like we said, this was a day to sort of work on the passing game, and maybe Jalen, even if Stardarius was on the field, Jalen could have worked on his rhythm and and comfort level with some of those other receivers, but none of that happened. It turns out there was some sort of disciplinary issue. Uh there was speculation by a weird bro on Twitter. I'm going to go on and call him a certified weird bro. Uh, uh-huh. because he got he had a weird Sardarius had a weird uh interaction with Holly Rowe after last week's game. Uh he got three touchdown passes of course and then uh, well, I shouldn't say of course because we didn't podcast about it, so you probably don't even know what happened, listener. <laughs> but, um, but he Holly had just asked her first question, had introduced him, and then Nick Saban sort of appeared, uh, out on the side of the screen and yelled something, and the interview was over just like that.
0: Yeah, like some SID pulled him out of the way.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I really, don't, I'm not
0: exactly sure what was going on.
1: No, just a bizarre exchange that I have not seen before. I don't know if that was live. I didn't see it happen like that live. Um,
0: yeah, I, 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 saw, I, I didn't either. I just saw the YouTube broadcast of it, so I have yeah, no idea.
1: Yeah, good old go But anyway, here. yeah, so
0: something weird was there. Yeah. And the final storyline that I've got, our offensive line is a train wreck. Uh, the Chattanooga averaged 3.2. I mean, we averaged 3.2 yards a carry. Corin Curvin got made a fool of. Uh, And I don't really know why you start him instead of Lester Cotton unless Lester Cotton has some sort of, you know, some sort of injury issue. But, you know, at least Lester Cotton may not be very good at his job, but at least he's giant. And Corinne Carpenter is not particularly giant. Um, And with one of the better defensive fronts in college football coming to town on Saturday, uh, this mess needs to get fixed right away. We're going to have a long
1: ass day running the ball on Saturday in the Iron Bowl. Yeah, real quick. It is, it, I mean, we will have a long day real quick. It is comforting when I think about the depth. I mean, Lester Cotton is the man, and there are right. some other guys that I feel like can do the job. Luckily, Jonah Williams continues to do Jonah Williams he does. things. Jonah Williams was a stud, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, we need that fixed, and then. Corrin, Curvin, of course, left the game banged up, as did Cam Robinson. But we seem to think they're okay.
0: Yeah, from everything I've heard, uh, from all the sources within the University of Athletic Department, and we have so many sources you have really have no idea. All the best sources. Uh, they are both,
1: they're not 100%, but they are ready to play. So they will both be available on Saturday. Okay, solid. Uh, before we move on to bigger and better things... This game, an emoji. What you got? The dunce cap. The dunce cap? This is was, that an emoji? Go to hell. I'm making it up.
0: <laughs> um, look, this was a dumb game. Yeah. Uh, nothing about this was smart. We did not play a smart game. This was not a smart game to schedule. This, was, this is a very, very good FCS team. I don't understand why you don't play an FBS team. That's a very bad FBS team. So, I don't like the scheduling. I don't like the way we played. I don't like anything about it. Um, you know, this is not playing Western Carolina or uh, one of those teams that we beat 66 to 3. This is a top 10 FCS team. Uh, we had no business playing them. And as it turns out we couldn't, we didn't play them very yeah. well. So, yeah, it's a dumb cap, man. Yeah, what
1: about yourself? I, I agree. Uh, I am going to go with, you know me, and I tend to view the Kool-Aid glass half full. I'm going to go alarm clock. Alarm clock. I think maybe this wakes us up. Maybe, I mean, it was probably looking ahead so much, so it's not that we were coasting and resting on our laurels, but I never think it hurts to have somebody sort of snap their fingers in your face and and do whatever Sabin did at halftime. So I'm going alarm clock. Listener Fred, Mm -hmm. emoji? Yeah, Yeah. I'm going to
2: go with the Zs because it was like we just kind of did a sleepwalk right through the game, you know. And, Gregory, I think you're right. It's dangerous to schedule a team like that before the Auburn game, thinking that it's going to be a pushover because that was a good ball team. So, yeah, Yeah, Zs for sleepwalking. I
0: I agree with your Zs, but I also agree with uh, your your son's alarm alarm. clock. Yeah, I mean, I think that maybe it's the wake-up call we need. Because if you play like that against Auburn, uh, you're going to lose. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, anyway. All right. Before we delve into the opponent at hand, let's go ahead and talk about one development this week. That's Got My Goat. It was announced that in 2019, your tie will open the season in Atlanta. And while I've been open opponent of these games, I don't like a neutral site game. I want them home and home. It's just more fun. But I understand their purpose as well. However, on this particular occasion... We have scheduled Duke. That Duke. Yeah. And it's not a basketball game, it's a football game. Yeah. What are your thoughts on playing Duke to open the season in twenty nineteen? I
1: love a Cutcliffe despite his Volness. Right. Uh, but I'm I'm with you while I'm generally more accepting to neutral side games than you are, right? This one just doesn't make sense. We need a premiere. Game in that slot, you know. We the way it comes in, we start the season ranked number one anymore, or, or or thereabouts, and have to do something to prove that we deserve that spot. As it is right now, our best win this year is probably USC, the the rising Trojans over there uh, from the opening right. game in Dallas. Uh, so unless you know the conference rebounds, our strength of schedule is gonna start taking some major hits. Um, you know, there was the Louisville game in Orlando at one point, but this is somehow worse than that. If anyone can explain how a a game against Duke in Atlanta is going to get Crutes fired up to come play in Tuscaloosa, holler at us. Exactly. Um,
0: The only other issue we've got before we get to the game is basketball. What's
1: your thoughts? Well, I have one more issue we'll get to. Let's talk basketball quickly. Uh, It's a disaster. Already a disaster. Uh Here, Here we are. From the eye test, I think we obviously look better there. This team plays recognizable basketball, which is more than I could say for some of those grant Skateball teams. Um, mm-hmm. They're just not really winning any games. Dayton somehow continues to be our basketball kryptonite, which is really it, too strong because it implies we are basketball supermen. But if there was some sort of like basketball food poisoning, That's sort of Dayton. Uh, You know, they're a fine team. It's a a story program to an extent. Uh, But it was in Tuscaloosa, in the Coliseum, and yet we lost again. Exactly. More embarrassing is this current debacle
0: in Las Vegas. Avery Johnson's team took on Valparaiso in what was an 11 o'clock tip-off on YouTube. And they really just couldn't shoot the ball. Uh, They seemed to live and die by the three-point play. Uh, and die we did they couldn't hit the bunnies they hit open dunks Uh, with that we still have trips to Texas and Oregon on the schedule so in order to have any kind of tournament resume at all we need to win those and Oregon is a top five team so let's not count on that and by the way there's a giant spider crawling on my wall right now
1: Wow, get him (laughs) So I've got that going. Get bit. in. All okay. Right. What was
0: your What was your other? Well,
1: so so you mentioned a goat that had been got, and my right? goat was got. I think, but I need somebody to tell me. I'm looking at the both of you. Uh, right. We're we're adding more statues to the stadium. Okay, I'm pissed about that. this. You mm. seen this? Yeah. Bill Battle this announced is... today, I think, uh, that we will be adding Heisman Trophy winner statues around the stadium. So Mark Ingram and Derrick Henry, I will soon be encased in bronze outside the BDS gates. This is bullshit. <laughs> yes. Oh. This, is, Fred. <laughs> this is news to listen to Fred. And yeah. he, um, Fred,
2: Fred is sighing. And, and what do you think, Fred? I'm, well, I want to see where the placement is before I render uh, an That's opinion. I, fair. I don't think they need to be there with the coaches. Uh, yeah. Maybe somewhere, you know, other than that. Might be acceptable, Get but anywhere, right? anywhere. Right. Yeah. Yeah. like beer. the, Bri- like the Bryant Museum, would be fine. Yeah, sure, sure, and certainly uh, they deserve recognition.
0: I, I, I don't know. Do they deserve recognition? I mean, I'm not against, obviously, I'm not against the Heisman Trophy winner, but this has never been a team or a university's football team that was about individual achievement. This has always been about the team goal, and we only recently, you know, 2009 was our first national, was our first Heisman Trophy winner, and it's certainly not something we've ever cared about. So suddenly we decided this is such a big deal yeah. that we're going to put trophies up, maybe put statues up for them.
1: Mm. Yeah good, I, good I, point. My goat has gotten I think it, every decision a program makes These days has to go back to What our 17 and 8 year old kids Looking for And no, I'm that's sure true. that's a selling point But Maybe, what's next but Are we Trent, changing the jerseys Gregory Are we doing black jerseys No we are not
0: We're We are not, not doing black jerseys And let me just point out That considering what Trent Richardson's career Has
1: turned out to be Do we want a trophy of him So valid So valid mm-hmm. Thank you
0: Anywho, uh, yeah. So, so that there's that. Uh, we're ready to turn our attention to what the pay, what the people paid to hear us talk about. It's Iron Bowl week, kids. Hey. Uh, first, let's go ahead and assess our hate levels. Mine, frankly, has been slowly building to a crescendo. I'm not there yet, but it should be erupting like a volcano before Saturday. Because frankly, I started on Monday considering why Auburn is even allowed to exist. And that keeps bothering and bothering me. And I'm still not sure why they are. So, yeah, I'm sitting at about a seven and a half right now. And by Saturday,
1: it should be off. John, what about yourselves? It's an existential hate for you. And I respect the Sorry. hell out of that. Uh, yeah. Myself, it's, it's more of an elitist hate. So I'm just oh. full on disdain all week, you know, trying to uh, pretend they don't exist to kind of answer your question. Why do they exist? Who the hell cares? Thanks. So, you know, it's 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 building even more to where it's like the gnat that you're trying to play it cool with and you're not gonna get all pissed off. But but come Saturday, I'm ready to do some gnat swatting. All right, fair. What about yourself, Fred? Well, it's an old school
2: sort of hate. I mean, this goes oh, back God. to the '60s and '70s. I'm at a good 11 right now. Ooh, whoa, they oh, are shit. the easy. agricultural <laughs> and mechanical <laughs> college of the of, of the state. So, calm down, Fred. Damn. Oh, I, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting mad <laughs> thinking about it. Really, I'm at
1: 11. I'm at easy His 11. Face, there's smoke. It's the whole thing. Wow! Wow! Fred will set the house on so fire. I'll, 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 I'll get him. I'll get him. A settled <laughs> ten, right on game day, we'll be fine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Perfection. Diddy-hoo.
1: All right. Uh, okay. Ellis. us uh, let's go
2: ahead
0: and get into the uh, game at hand. I suppose. What should we expect when Alabama has the ball?
1: Yeah, you know, for all we've heard about uh, the Gus Bus and everything he brings mm-hmm. to the plains, oddly enough, it's their defense that has uh, made the headlines this season. Uh, they've got defensive end Carl Lawson, who feels like he's been there about eight years, and defensive tackle Montrevius Adams, who I think is within his normal eligibility, but they've just had about six players named that in the past couple <laughs> of decades. Uh, so they're the stars of the country's 18th-ranked defense, uh, and frankly, unless we're able to throw the ball better than we have, uh, that pair will live in the Alabama backfield all day, just as they've done with really every other team they've faced. Um as I see it I think there are two major keys to Alabama's success. Number 1 is turnovers. Uh come to find out you kind of look around and all of a sudden Jalen Hurts has a fumbling issue. Uh it's quite a habit that he can't shake so we're going to need to avoid those hopefully for some. Uh I think I'll let you talk about our defense but I think you know there may be some opportunities for that. Number 2, uh we've seen this come into play a couple of times but We've got to hit the deep ball. When our offense starts stalling, Lane typically dials it up at the right time, and he's going to need to do that again. Uh, Despite ranking 90th in the country with just 85 passes that have gained 10-plus yards, your Alabama Crimson Tide are 5th with 15 completions of 40 yards or more. So all numbers aside, we do have some sort of deep ball threat, uh, and if we can stretch Auburn's defense... I think that opens a huge gate for our running game. Uh, they should be really well-rested. Bo didn't play at all last week. Uh, Jacobs got a good workload, but Damian was pretty light as well. So I would love to see our passing game open that up against Auburn's tough defense. On that note, what about when Auburn has the ball? I have that information
0: for you, my friend. There are two things to watch for here. Uh, first of all, look, Auburn is going to have to extend drives if they're going to have any chance on Saturday. In their eight wins, they converted 50%, uh, on, but in their three losses, they're moving the chains at about a 23 maybe 24% rate on third down. So they're going to have to move the chains on third down if they're going to have any success. Uh, second of all, we don't know who's going to be under center. Uh Gus will not reveal his fantastic starting quarterback to anyone, uh, but we have to assume it's going to be Sean White. Uh, he has a tweaked shoulder, but I, I mean, you've got to go with the guy who gives you the best chance of, to win. I think it's probably him. Uh, but no matter whether it's Sean White or Jeremy Johnson under center, the Tigers would prefer to run the ball than pass it. Uh, if we don't let that happen, they're in for a long-ass day. Their best receiver is a guy named Tony Stevens, who has managed just 29 catches on the year, and that's in 11 games. So you're looking at not even three catches per game. So that core is not really prepared to carry their offense. So basically, if they can't keep a drive alive – and they are throwing the ball, smoking them if you got them, kids. But if they can do those things, be afraid. Be very afraid. Because when you looked at the uh, F plus minus thing came out, Bill Conley does this thing with the F plus minus, the most efficient offenses and defenses in the country. Right, right, right. Uh, uh, if you're, It's a pretty good indicator of where a game is going to go. Now, Alabama is number one in that situation, and there's a significant gap. However, Auburn is number seven. So you cannot sleep on this team. This team can actually move the ball, and if you let them run the ball, you're in for a long day, kids. So we've got to stop the run, force the pass, and if we force them to pass, uh, this is a horrible matchup for them. So if you know, like I said, if if they're passing the ball, kick back, drink a beer, you're in good shape, daughters.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. And frankly, I don't give a damn who they put under center. I think Sean White is not 100%, and even if he is. He is the least scary SEC quarterback I can actually name. Uh and then yeah, I think I think whoever else comes in, whether it's the reject from last chance you or the other guy, uh yeah. I, I think we'll be just fine. Yeah, fair enough. All right. Next up Heroes History History, 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 history. Thank you. Alright. Look, I hate
0: Iron Bowl Heroes history, and here's why. All the interesting history, they won. Punt, bam, a punt. The three-touchdown comeback, which they like to call a cam-back, and they can Stop. You know, I'm not going to say it. And the outcome, which will not be discussed. Uh, and I think we all know which one that is. They all went in their favor. So all the weird things, they, all the weird things from Heroes history, they won. Uh, so they got to all the games with nicknames. There's even more reason to hate them. Upside on a uh just a numbers game. Uh you're tied lead series forty five forty four to thirty-five and one. But with that said, and so we have Fred here especially, let's talk about our Iron Bowl favorite memories.
1: Let's That's do it. Matt yeah. what do you got? I, I gotta agree with you. I had a hard time thinking of my favorite wins because there's so many more that stick in my mind. Uh I hearkened back. To two thousand and eight, I was a student, and we hadn't i if my memory serves i 'm trying to pull up, but we hadn't beaten Auburn in quite some time about that year because that would have been sabin 's second year, yeah, yeah, so they had thoroughly dominated the previous coaches, um, yeah, gosh, we hadn't won since two thousand and one before that two thousand and eight in Tuscaloosa pre game one uh, Saran Stacy, the man himself, oh. delivered the game ball. Uh, out to midfield, and then just sort of ran and jumped and screamed down the sideline, pumping the crowd up for a good two or three minutes before the game. Uh, It had been sort of a tense feel because, you know, nobody knew if we could Mm -hmm. actually pull it off, even though we were undefeated and having a great season. Uh, And Saran Stacey got everybody's mind right, and of course, a guy who has gone through what he has. It was an incredible moment. One of my favorites. Tide went on to win thirty-six nothing. I think I enjoy I the blowouts the most because then next up would probably be the twenty twelve forty-nine to nothing laugher. Fair, uh, fair. So yeah, probably yeah. my. Top I have two, a though.
0: great. I've, I'm glad you brought that one up because I have a great picture of you know at the end of that game with thirty-six nothing, and there's a picture of Tumberville with his basically his head in his hand, yes. just like what the hell just happened here, man. <laughs> R.I.P. Yeah, exactly. Mine mm-hmm. before we get to Fred, I'll give you mine. It was the kick in 1985, Van Tiffin. Uh, no matter what else happens in this series, uh, my favorite game of this series will always be the kick. I don't know why. I mean, it was just the the environment I was in. I guess my mom was out of town or something. I was a junior in high school, and somehow I had hosted a house full of drunk 16-year-olds. And I just remember it being one of the most fun times I've ever had. The cheap beer was flowing, and the ladies were not very ladylike that day. The tide was not good that year. Uh, and maybe that's what boners feel when they suck, and suddenly they just pull something out of their ass. Because it was just unmitigated
2: joy in winning that game. And I'll remember that day forever. It was a blast. What about you, Fred? Well, you know, growing up in Birmingham in the '60s and '70s, I was the game was always in Birmingham at that time, and and we would go up there and and maybe sneak in the game. They literally you could sneak in the game. The, the, they didn't watch the gates that closely, and we were little kids and could sneak in. And just just the all the excitement uh, at the time. I remember. I think you're right. A lot of the wins just kind of blend together. I think I remember the losses more. I was. A senior in high school when punt Bama punt, and when you're you know in high school like that, and yeah. you you divide into camps, you're either an Alabama person or you're an <laughs> Auburn person. And high school kids are brutal, man. Oh yeah, I mean, and there there were there were fights about that. We were really good <laughs> that year. We were going to beat them, and when it turned out the other way, it was a it was a very bad scene for oh, a long man. time. Yeah, so that's not a good memory. <laughs> at all. No, it's not. But the 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 wins <laughs> are, were certainly a. A lot more fun, that's uh-huh. for sure. And they,
0: and they all just blend together. There's been so many. Yeah, they them, really you
1: know. do. Yeah, and that's that's oh. part of, I think the the fabric of the series is that it's more or less a lose lose for Alabama fans. Not a lose lose oh. necessarily, but I mean, it's only it only matters if we don't win, right? Yeah, right. Like, yeah, I, I mean that's, that is otherwise.
0: That is the thing. Is if this is a big? Not that it's not a big game for us. It is a big game for us. But we we expect to win it and when they win it, it's it's they lose their minds over it. Oh
2: it's horrible. It's horrible. We're kinda
0: of like, yeah, kind of, yeah, I mean we're kinda of like, yeah, we won it. Hell yeah, we won it. Of course. We won it over front to win it. Uh, so you know, I don't so yeah, I mean the the losses stand out more than the wins. I agree with you. But let's go ahead and transition Into the most important thing that the the, we're here to make you money, kids. That's what we're here for. Let's face it, because if you bet with us, you probably are living in a ditch. But that's not the point. We're here to give you the picks, including the Houndstooth Heroes hate of the week, of the week, of the week, of the week. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to start with the one I left out because uh, it's not on the outline. Uh, and it is uh, near and dear to your heart as you live in the same neighborhood as Fatville Fulmer, and you all probably go to barbecues together. Um, uh, your Tennessee Vols are opening up as a seven and a half point favorite against the Vanderbilt Commodores. Who are you kids hating?
1: I have mailed people dead fish for less than that. <laughs> <laughs> You're a jerk. Uh and then yeah, it's gonna make me sound even worse because I've gotta say the hating the doors is my hate of the week. Really? Of the, of the, week, week. Of the week. Of the week. Nice. The week, nice. <laughs> Let's be friend with the echo. Um yeah, I just think I don't I don't know what the hell happened. I was watching a little bit of Tennessee, Missouri last week, uh, and Dobbs was starting to look better and better, so I was starting to watch less and less. And I turned right. it off somewhere in the fourth quarter. And when I saw the final score, the Vols had gone on to score 20-plus more points than I, than I had right. seen. I don't know what happened. So, well, uh, I can
0: tell you what happened. I, I, this is a real quick aside on that game. Please. Because I have watched that whole game because I don't have a lot of options here in Guatemala. Missouri had 700 effing yards of offense and still managed to lose the damn game. Oh, wow. Yeah, 700 yards. And like, I don't mean like 700, like 701, like 760 yards. They had like a lot of yards.
1: And Actually, I'm not saloon. even mad.
0: That's amazing. That is amazing. That's a, that's quite the feat. I mean, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah,
2: impressive outing by. All right, whoever they hate you, I hate to do it, but I'm gonna have to the hate on the doors. Though I, I think the Vol, I mean, they're champions of life now. So you know, I, I think they're <laughs> on a roll. I, I do think once you declare
0: yourself <laughs> champions of life, nothing does stop you. So <laughs> I'm going to agree with you there, and I'm going to hate on the doors too. I think seven and a half, eight is. Far too few. I think this is probably a 14 or 15 yeah, point game.
1: Yeah, I think the line is questionable, and you just got to wonder how many points they're giving the doors thanks to the friendly combines of Vanderbilt <laughs> Stadium. You know? Well, I mean, I mean, really, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard. You, you just don't
0: walk into Vanderbilt Stadium
1: and walk out of uh uh-uh. uh-uh. <laughs> Unless you're champions alive. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> All right, uh, next up, LSU travels to the weirdos of Texas A&M, where LSU is favored by six and a half points. And I've got I'm gonna start because I've got a couple of things I want I want y'all to talk about. Do it. Uh I'm hating on AM. Uh AM just can't stop anybody at LSU if LSU isn't too in too much of a funk after the Florida debacle, uh they should win going away. That said, uh number one, they shit the bed at home against Florida. So that makes you kind of wonder where their where their minds are at. Yeah. But um two things. After the huge deal they made about the Florida game getting canceled, they got a home game out of it, still managed to blow it. <laughs> uh, what, are, what are your thoughts on that? And number two, it looks like it's coming down to DeCocho or Jimbo Fisher and who you got. What are, what are your thoughts? Uh,
1: I think the two are tied together because I I don't know. I'm not positive DeCocho would have had a chance to hold on to that position Had they won, but uh, I sure as hell don't think he does now. Um, I don't know. There was the pregame beef, Mm -hmm. some fighting before the players even got their pads on, and then the whole incident where Leonard Fournette uh, had apparently told everyone he was not going to play. There was aforementioned beef, and he went into the locker room and put his pads on, which tells me... Uh he's he's ready to sign that NFL contract and I don't blame the guy one bit. I know. Not no, no. Oh, t- oh, oh, oh 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 real quick. Did, before you get to
0: Orgeron and Jumbo, did you see uh uh Matt talking shit at the end of the game?
1: I did not. Okay. Oh, Coach uh, Mac. Oh yeah. He's sort of weird. Uh, that, I he sort that of was lost weird, me. yeah. Yeah. It was like uh, it was like he was
2: on something. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> Is he a strange well, I mean, he, guy? I
1: didn't remember him being a strange guy. Well, he's this funny-looking guy. I didn't know he was a strange guy. Maybe that makes it all worse.
0: Right? Yeah. I mean, he just went on and on about, you know, they made such a big deal. You know, lives were at stake, and they had to have this game, and we came in here and won anyway. So it's just like a giant middle finger to LSU, Uh, which I'm always for, but it was bizarre.
1: That part, now I appreciated that part because he was kind of standing up for his fans and and community. But the whole, are we going to Atlanta? Is it, yeah, did we win? Yeah, what just happened? I, I thought that, <laughs> that was a was little weird, weird yeah. Uh, yeah. But was... again, the, the guys made it to Atlanta twice in his first two seasons, granted coaching against... Uh, right. They have, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anywho, um, yes, hilarious, and mostly for the LSU fans who showed up and thought they were going to get to see a great game at 11 a.m., yeah. uh, that they didn't get right. to get that. Uh, you think? Do you think Jimbo would actually leave FSU...
0: I don't know. There was a thing today on why would you leave the ACC when all you have to do is beat Dabo. Right. And then you've got to come here and play, you know. the But, but frankly, Every week. given what the conference has become, this is not a hard – I mean, you've got to beat out Beating Nick Saban is, okay, I don't know that anybody can beat Nick Saban on a, on a consistent right. basis. But anybody else? I mean, who is the other team that you're terrified of in this conference?
1: Yeah, that's that's exactly right. That's a good question.
0: So, I mean, yeah, you need to. I think if if you're Jumbo, if you go in there and you can beat Saban on, you know, let's say three out of ten or four out of ten, and then you beat the hell out of everybody else, um, that's not a bad gig, man. If you're if you're in the SEC championship game, you know, four game four years out of ten, you're playing for a national title on a pretty regular basis. If you win at those four tech times you're in um you know i you know we make you know we we mock the a c c but look at what they've got going on over there Clemson's not bad Miami's getting better Virginia Tech never sucks Louisville. um there are teams that I would not want to play there and even Georgia Pitt. Tech pit's good yeah. well, do you want to line up against Paul Johnson's offense um with one week to get ready for it so honestly unless this conference gets substantially better uh you know it has been better but it's not right now i'm not afraid of it to be honest
1: that's a hot take and i'll add that i had sort of assumed herman now would go to texas but i think the way that's unfolding i cannot imagine watching what's happening to charlie strong and thinking "Mm, yeah i'll step into that i'd love to go to Texas. give me what he's having
0: (laughs) yeah yeah i don't want to buy to texas I, i think texas
1: yeah I still think he's the guy in Baton Rouge next season.
0: Okay, I'm with you. All right. Uh, our, uh, well, you haven't given me your takes on LSU and a
1: Oh, I sure didn't. Uh, because Fournette is going to be uh, probably talking to his agent in the locker room during the game, I think I'm hating LSU, and I don't feel good about it, but it's still at A&M. And as listener Fred can attest... Even when everything looks horrible for those people, they will be there. They will be doing their culty chants. They will be (laughs) breaking the heads off birds and cursing their bloods or whatever else they do and grabbing each other in parts unknown. But uh, I think think A&M could get the job done.
0: All right, fair enough,
2: Brett. I don't see it. I'm gonna go with you, Gregory. I think LSU goes in there and and still uh, they need to prove something. A&M's terrible, I think, and uh, I, I think LSU still has a pretty good ball team, although they didn't show it against Florida. But I, I think they go in there and prove something and take care of the Aggies. Nice. Okay. Gosh, that was a great
1: game, LSU Florida, though. Yeah, I enjoyed it. That, that last oh. play, which I think if if you read the Roll Bama Roll meltdown thread and. Lord be with you if you have not. It's already Wednesday evening. Right. Um, I Someone pointed out that the, the last play call, that weird sort of maybe broken play pitch, was a Les Miles play that he's run successfully a few times in big situations. So just a lot of storylines in that one that I really enjoyed. Yeah, same here.
0: Uh, all right, uh, moving to the Peach State. Uh, Georgia Tech is rolling into Athens where the uh, – University of Georgia black jersey wearers are a four-point favorite. Who do you kids hate?
1: I don't care, especially. <laughs> right, um, right. But I I think I'm going to hate the Bulldogs. Uh, Kirby got his team up for one rivalry game all year, which gives me hesitation. He could do it again. Uh, but I just think by this point in Athens, the season has to look pretty poopy. Uh, And Mm -hmm. Georgia Tech's been playing good the past couple weeks, so I'm hating the dogs here.
0: Absolutely, echoing that sentiment, and I don't really know why. But Tech went to Blacksburg and won. Nevertheless, they also got blown out by North Carolina. Uh, But I think Tech has the potential to be good when they decide to be. Uh, And I just haven't seen enough out of Kirby Smart's Team that makes me believe they can get it done. What about you, Fred?
2: I'm going to stick with the A C or the S E C rather. I uh, I'm going to go uh, going to hate on the 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 Yellow Jackets over there. I I hope I hope Kirby and, and that group can get it together just uh, for the sake of the S E C. That's the only huh? thing I got. All and
0: right, that's, that's uh, Gus
1: Malzon's daddy Kirby Smart, we should say. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh.
0: All right, Palmetto rivalry. Lord, why would we do this? Carolina goes to Clemson, and Clemson is giving them 24 points. I'm going to hate on Clemson just in a potential upset, and this is just out of the blue. I think Boom has the Cops ready to explode and potentially make a mess of Clemson's season. I don't know if they win the game, but I do think the surging Cops can at least
1: make a 10-point game of it. What about you? Thank you for that graphic uh, description. I am going to side with you and also hate uh the Dabo Beanie wearing team uh-huh. out of Clemson, South Carolina. I think this this rivalry more than others, everybody says throw the records out the window or whatever. But this one just literally anything can happen. It's not because yeah. one is so much better than the other. Typically they're both some type of garbage. And right. uh so I, I just think it'll be a closer game. I don't know who wins, but gonna hate Clemson. Fair. Fred?
2: Hating Clemson, yeah, they seem to be in somewhat of a downward spiral here that they may not be able to pull out of. I hope they don't pull out of. would love to see South Carolina just take it to them. So, yeah, I'm going to hate Clemson.
1: Real quick, enough. do you know who they would have in the ACC championship? Uh, I believe it's Virginia Tech, maybe. Yeah, it's got to be somebody terrible. <laughs> that sounds right. Yeah. I
0: don't know that for a fact. Okay. I have yet, I mean, in all the years, I don't, still don't know who's in the Atlantic and who's in the coast.
1: No, <laughs> never. Okay.
0: I know Clemson and Florida State are in the same division, but I don't know which one that is.
1: So I have no idea.
0: Uh, in the Bluegrass State, Kentucky plays Louisville, and nobody cares. Louisville is favored by 24, and let me reiterate, nobody cares. Turning to the Egg Bowl, Ole Miss is favored by 8 <laughs> at home against Moo you Let's talk about it, kids. What do you got? Who do you eight?
1: Damn rebels, dough uh, yeah, coming I mean, off. I mean, have you ever seen Vandy take somebody to the shed?
0: <laughs> yes, I yes I have, and it's always on this. <laughs> Every damn time, <laughs> Vanderbilt. They, it's their kryptonite, man. They cannot beat the Vanderbilt Commodores, and they haven't since the time began.
1: I mean. The the football gods have given them the permanent <coughs> rival of Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt, I know. and <laughs> <It's horrible. laughs> here they are. Uh, I think not when not making a bowl game. Actually, they uh, already
0: are at six losses. They're going to have to win out. Yeah, aren't yeah. They? Well, they'd have to win this one.
1: They'd yeah, have, exactly. Yeah. So uh, that's said, I'm I'm hating the Rebels big. I I Moo Yu is an anomaly and probably not very good. Uh, but. I just think Ole Miss is in a bad place. We know why those players went there, and it ain't for the <laughs> academics. Uh, no. So once once their hopes of fame and glory have gone down the tube after, again, a woodshed whooping from Vanderbilt, uh, I'm hating the Rebs hard here. Fair. What about you, Fred?
2: Yeah, I hate it, but I'm hating the Rebs. I, I don't see them beating Moo, um yeah, they, uh, another downward spiral here. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, I'm gonna gonna hate them. Yeah, I'm uh, making a threefer. Uh, I'm hating the Rebs.
0: I do think the Rebs win. Uh, I think the Rebs pull it out by a touchdown or a field goal, but only because Moo is just awful at the football. And Shea Patterson, I think, could end up being a star. But man, Vandy, they lost to Fandy. They Lost to. Uh, that. Yeah, this is in fact. I mean, this is in fact my hate of the week. Of the week.
1: Of the, of the week. week. Of the week. It's nice, a father-son <laughs> echo. This is this is like a college game day with a guest picker here, guest celebrity picker.
0: I'm, so, I'm enjoying the on. hell out of this. Yeah, so well. I get a lot to you. But before we get to the Iron Bowl, uh, one quick game that's not Southeastern okay. Conference-related but does uh, have implications on our future it is Ohio State and Michigan. Uh, does anybody have any thoughts on that? Because I knew.
1: Uh, it's a six-and-a-half it's a, it's a six point line, Ohio State's favorite. And is it – in Columbus? Oh, I would, I'm, I'm going to say, say yes. Research. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, I, I'm a little embarrassed I, about how excited I am about this game and how much I'm sort of looking forward to Saturday getting here just to watch this game. I've never been that way about a Big Ten game in my entire life, uh, but I think it'll be a fascinating matchup. I think the coaches going head-to-head will be hilarity and, mm-hmm. and high mm-hmm. drama. Uh, here's the thing – I think Michigan is, has enough sort of freakish athletic talent to pull off the upset. I don't think they're the better team. I don't think they would win the majority of a of a 10-game setup like that. But I think they may. I just think the way Harbaugh is going to get him coached up and he does dumb stuff on a week-to-week basis, oh. the things he will pull out of his, his pleated khakis uh, I just, I think Michigan squeaks by. I'm hating You are the wrong. And all. Let me tell you why. Here's why you are wrong.
0: This game is a trap. Ohio State wins this game going away. Here's what Vegas does to set the money on, to set the line on a game. They bring it in high enough to get enough money on each side. And they had to get it at 6.5 to get some money coming in on Michigan. Uh, I believe this game is Ohio State's Unless they unless they just absolutely make a fool of themselves and and do what they did against Penn State, they are better than Michigan by a good fourteen points. And I think this 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 line is, I mean, it, it should be a 13 and a half point line. So uh, I think it's a trap. Uh, if you're taking Michigan, I think you are, you are taking that sucker's bet. What about you? <laughs> it Fred? makes
1: me mad how right you are. And you would think after all these years I would have learned better, but alas. I am not a champion of life. Here we are. No one is.
2: Actually, I'm pulling for the meteor. Oh, classic. (laughs) Classic. (laughs) I just soon the whole place go up in flames. But if I have to pick, I think you're right. I think Ohio State is um, probably a better team and and probably beats Michigan. I agree. Fair.
0: All right, let's move on to the game at hand. Your Iron Bowl, ladies and gentlemen. Your Crimson Tide is favored by 17.5 points at this point. It opened at 18.5 and and quickly moved to 20 based on one man's max bet in Vegas. But then the money has moved it back down. All right, let's go ahead and talk about it, kids. Who are we hating on this?
1: I'll start. Um, I mentioned earlier having trouble sleeping at night thinking about our offense, and that uh, will not change in the next few days. But in our defense, I trust. I just think, Auburn's offense is set up to fail against us because if they're not fully one-dimensional, I think what little bit of a second dimension they have is ultimately going to favor us. I think if they make one or two ill-advised passes, our defense will uh, uh, do what they do and make them pay for it. I think our running game will be fine. You know, we uh, It was interesting watching that LSU-Florida game where uh Gary in their penultimate game as as the Gary Verne duo uh mm-hmm. talked about how Alabama kind of figured out that if you go directly up the middle against LSU, you don't have to worry about those ends. You're not trying to stretch anybody out. Uh and and we had some success doing that, broke a couple away. I think we can do the exact same thing to this Auburn defense. They're fine. Frankly, their defensive backs have proven this year and in the past couple of years that they don't want to hit people and uh <laughs> i think we take advantage of that i don't expect much out of the passing game but lord i hope we get the ball in oj howard's hands i'm going to say a fairly low scoring event put us at tied 24 barn 3 wow okay yeah. so um so you 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 hate
0: you're you're
1: thinking we're going to cover i think we cover listen All right, fred fair enough.
2: I'm tapping into that old school hate from yes. decades and decades of hating the barn, and I'm seeing a blowout. Mm. I'm seeing I'm seeing us cover maybe uh, with a score of like 35 to 10, something along those lines. Maybe in the 40s. I think we're gonna I think we're gonna put the wood to them. That's what I want to see. Right. So that, Neither by not. the way, is my pick of the week of the, of week. the week of the week.
0: <laughs> All right, uh, I'm gonna hate us, uh, but not by much. Uh, I think we win the game. I'm not sure how Auburn is, frankly, going to score. Right. And if they do, I don't see more than a touchdown and a field goal. Having said that, Clemson scored 19, LSU scored 13, AM and scored 29. But like Auburn team, like all Auburn teams, it, plays, it pays to get them early, like A&M did, and they've since hunkered down on defense. Uh, so the defense has had time to gel. And even in a hilarious loss, they held Georgia to 13. Uh, granted, University is the highest scoring offense in the Southeastern Conference, but I still think their D shows up. Uh, so, with that said, I'm hating us, but we don't cover. My number is twenty-seven to ten. I'll allow it. All right, fair, and that'll do it for another edition of Hounds Tooth Heroes. Brought to you as always by Wild Bill's Wing Sauce and Druid City Brewing Company, and a special thanks to fred metz for joining us on the podcast and i hope he can do it again because it made it all the more entertaining but remember you can check the website at houndstooth heroes you can find us on facebook or on twitter at h Tooth heroes
1: roll Todd, take us home brother roll Todd, guys it's been a blast And as always, if this was the worst podcast you've ever listened to, uh, just just pull up your iTunes app, find us, give it five stars, and that's how we'll know. Y'all be good. Roll Tide.